Welcome to the Dropkick. My name is Frank Johnson. And I'm Pat Thompson. When you tune into the Dropkick, we'll be touching on subjects that are important to us, like the white center community, youth leadership, food, food, lots of food, music, good music, local music, business, people, cycling and sports. Uh, and we'll probably be talking about the 12 man. Definitely talking about the 12 man. Because we love our Seahawks. Always. And might just probably talk about bringing on them Sonics back, okay? <laughs> Well, this morning we're so excited to have as our first guest to the Dropkick... Um, a good friend of mine, a good friend of Frank's, definitely a great friend of the communities, um, Kim Nong Sang. Welcome, welcome. Woo-woo. Welcome, welcome. Doing? We're doing good. good. How about yourself? Good. Nice to see you, Kim Nong. Congratulations, so, first of all. Oh, first my podcast. goodness. Thank you. This is it. This is it. Revolutionizing an entire community with this. <laughs> definitely. And I get the honor to be the first. You are. This is incredible. We're pretty That's happy it. about that. You're the You're the best choice. We know it. So... Really uh, excited to have you here and wanted to ask you about um, your new business venture. Well, it seems new to me, but wondering if you would tell our listeners about that's your new company. Yes. Cool. So just for those that don't quite know who the heck this guy is sitting in front of him, um, my name is Kim Na. Um, I uh, grew up in this neighborhood. I guess I moved in like when I was first grader. I wow. think oh, wow. so. Went all the way into high school, and uh, we actually moved out somewhere down like when around I think I was a freshman or a sophomore back. Continued to commute to go to high school here. Graduated from Evergreen High School, and we decided I got married. Uh, me and my girlfriend, now f- then fiance, now wife Priscilla, we decided we want to move back to the community. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Came back here to White Center, um, was looking for a house specifically here. You know, our our desire to kind of move back is because um, I'm a product of this neighborhood. She she grew up on Delray, so she's a product of West Seattle also. And uh, we see um, our ability to to kind of be impactful for the community because that's kind of where our heart is. Um, I wanted to kind of touch in a way that an average person could look at and just kind of relate. And that's the reason why I told myself, man, I want to I want to do something that is business centric, huh. just because. You see a lot of people from the neighborhood that comes out and do a lot of like nonprofit things, right? And a lot of community gathering things, but people need to learn how to generate income. Yes, that's the thing. That's right. And like for me, I wanted to kind of be the first. Not I. No, I take that completely back. <laughs> I kind of wanted to be able to be an example yeah. and one that they could look at and just say, "Hey, this dude stepped out, tried to do it, created a product." generated something and he's from the same neighborhood that i i was and, i mean god has blessed me to be i guess resourceful in a way yeah. and i've always been independent minded um and i just utilize i guess our our life as as a way that we can inspire folks right well i think it seems like the current me- mentality and i think we're all working to change this mentality is that in order to succeed if you're a kid from white center in order to, su- to succeed you have to leave you know, and we, we know a lot of people who, just like you said, have gotten into business, 
have succeeded, but the bridge doesn't really exist because they're they're not here. Yeah, they're here in our hearts. So they're yeah. always going to be white center people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But just as an example, as somebody that is living in your neighborhood and you see it from the neighbor, the guy right, right next door right. who's making it happen, there's I don't know of a lot of examples like that here. And I could be wrong, you know, probably happening everywhere. I'm just not looking. Right. Yeah, you know, um, when I left, I guess, the community, and it was really wasn't when I moved out because when I moved out, I still was insulated within this community, and this is kind of all I knew for a certain amount of time. I think is when I went to college uh, in Shoreline, which was when I was living in Renton, about 45 minutes, but in the morning commute, about an hour and a half, so the drive was incredibly difficult. But when I got there, it's just, it's in the same region of the Northwest, but the culture was just completely different. Yeah. And I, I, didn't, I didn't quite adapt to it well enough, um, and I understood the difficulties that a lot of people go into when they're isolated in this one spot. Some folks don't have the resources to to adapt to it. But unfortunately for me, I adapt to it. Um, didn't quite finish, which is okay for me, but with the life lessons that I learned from that allow and created a way for me to know how to navigate within society, period. Because, um, you know, this community is an awesome community, but sometimes it's not the general... Uh, if, if you know how to navigate white center world, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be successful navigating outside, outside world. Yeah. yeah. So you got to kind of remove yourself, learn that, come back, be able to kind of wear both hats. What we were just talking about earlier is, is an incredible perspective because not a lot of people get to see different right. parts of the world or not even parts of culture and community. You, you get to see it and you become... I guess more enlightened in yeah. understanding and knowing people and seeing how society works. Um, why don't you tell us about that's filthy? I answered everything except for the question. <laughs> and how? And uh, it's how, so good, man. We just want to know, you know, who do you do it with? How yeah, it yeah. started? So and... the the logistics of that conversation. Um, uh, I always wanted to start uh, kind of like the last question, just for that purpose. Well, not solely for that purpose, just because, you know, for myself personally, also. Um, it all started just with a love of just like art mm-hmm. and um it all started with a love of just fashion and culture of hip hop and just and um the vibe of just growing up in the inner city mm-hmm. and uh i mean myself i'm a i'm a huge sports fan yeah and uh, i think a lot of people are huge sports fan um and then you know i just looked out there and see locally matter of fact just there's not a lot of sports clothing that represents a culture that i come from you know, like the inner cities, the ones where I can see my my nephew rocking and he fits right into his school and it represents his team. And uh, we, uh, you know, for me, I wanted to start doing Sonics clothing, which is funny because we haven't done any <laughs> Sonics yet. But um, we wanted to make sure, you know, when people wear this, they still feel like they're repping the team, but it's just authentic to them. And that's kind of where it came from. And uh, for us, it was just kind of, it was a hobby. And we started with just one shirt, um, a Marshawn Lynch shirt. Took the inspiration from, like, street art and um, reduplicated, put a twist in, put our own twist to it. And that just flew out the doors when we mm-hmm. first put on it. And we're like, okay, people kind of like this. Um, and then we put on another shirt. Uh, we, we had another design, and that flew out the door. And Wait, like, who was the second design? Um, that was uh, Richard Sherman. I yeah, like that, that one. That was Richard Sherman. Hmm. 
and that flew out the door. But uh, this all happened. Um, I first thought about it. I, uh, I, me and my wife kind of put it together, kind of came up with the ideas. We don't um, put a, the, the illustration down, you know, conceptually such a group effort, but there's so many talented people that we grew up with. Eight. And like another Evergreen alum kind of helped us out, uh, a guy from the same neighborhood, um, John, Johnny, uh, JC, also Johnny Chim. I, I, I tapped into him, brought him my ideas, um, and he connected and we vibe off of that. And we started working on it, and then somehow his sister caught wind. Terry, Terry. I've I known those guys since before I started school, pretty much. So they're like family to me. She's like my cousin, almost. She's just persistent. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, uh, she actually illustrated the first one and, um, and then the second one. And she just has a knack and a feel of what, what this community um, is about. So um, we we uh, we put it out. She um, uh, she she's been a part of it since. And uh, Johnny stepped down, um, and my wife has uh, been the one taking the pictures and putting p- putting a, a great image for us in the social world. And then brought along Piram for 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 a good amount of time. And Piram is just this is up his alley. He does this. Does he do marketing or he just uh, is a hustler? For, for for us, he just has a good pulse of the the people, and um, uh, a lot of the things that we put out, like we're like, all right, we designed it. What do we do next? I got this. Really? And yes. uh, he just moved it. I don't think I knew that about Pyram. So, so do you guys have a store? Or do you guys how do you, how do you get a that's filthy T-shirt? So the best way to get it is online. We have a website. It's www.datsfilthy.com. Uh, that's filthy spelled with a D D A T S filthy spells. It's spelled F I L T H Y. Uh, people always ask us, what does that's filthy mean? Like people from white center need no explanation <laughs> whatsoever, <laughs> but uh, that's filthy was for those who aren't quite familiar with it. It's a, it's a slang that was really, really, really uh, heavily used with, in this community, I would say like two decades ago. <laughs> but for some reason, that's oh filthy gosh. has never left really? Seattle. Not, was it really two decades ago? Because that's I, I, making I, me sad. I remember <laughs> I was probably in fifth, fourth grade music. Oh, that's oh, filthy. Oh, my goodness. That's filthy. That's filthy. But uh, the funny thing is, I don't think the rest of the world uses that's filthy anymore. That's kind of in the same realm as that's bomb maybe like it, it's been retired <laughs> wait hold on i that use that's bomb <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh that's filthy in my opinion is the epitome of seattle urban culture uh. yeah so like we do clothing that's for seattle seattle urban culture and that slang word right there is the epitome of the Seattle urban culture. That's that's filthy. That's how authentic as it gets, right there. Yeah, that's so a that, great that, brand. That's a great brand. Thank you. We do. What did what did you say? We do clothing for Seattle urban culture. Is that what you said? Yeah. Good. Oh, sorry. Uh, another way. Also, if if you go to Official Vintage in Broadway, there is a. Oh. A store on Broadway that carries our stuff. There's also another store in Kent that has our things called uh, Constantine. That's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, those are places that you can make 
in-person purchases. You want to say the name of that store again? Uh, Official Vintage. Official Vintage. Yep, it's off of Broadway. Um, and then Constantine is in Kent, Washington. So I uh, wanted to uh, ask you about uh, Cultivate, you know, what it is, how it came about, you mm-hmm. know, who you started it, and what was the mission behind it, what were you trying to achieve through it? Cool. So uh, Cultivate, um, for those who don't, know or haven't gotten a chance to come out to one of the events is an open mic that we have in White Center and I use the term open mic incredibly loosely uh, it's almost like a concert an outside outdoor concert uh, the talent that comes out is incredible um, and uh, w- w- what we do is we have a free show for the community highlighting those that w- is within the community and just put on a, a fun night for people just to come out and experience and have fun Nothing incredibly too serious, or um, but there's poets that come out, there's um, rappers that come out, MCs, uh, acoustic singer, a great guy by the name of Frank came out one time, a few <laughs> times, and did his thing, uh, Pat also. Good times, um, good times. But uh, <laughs> we partner with a Dubsy, shout out to those guys out there. Uh, they stay open and uh, just um, serve the community through that way. Um, but just in general, to kind of answer your question, um, the, the Cultivate events and everything that we've done with Cultivate started out probably 2006-ish. Um, me and a, a friend of mine, great, incredible, intricate part of the group um, named Phoenix Leipai. He runs Trackademic here out That's in right. uh, White Center. Right. Uh, got together. We actually met at Shoreline. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, we met at Shoreline, and that's where we uh, became friends. I didn't know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's, that's you know, I, I tell myself this. I went to Shoreline and never got a degree, but I got lifelong friendships from that. <laughs> and that, and I look back at it, and I don't regret it. The money-wise paid for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, those guys are irreplaceable. Um, so, Phoenix. It's funny that you went all the way to Shoreline to meet Phoenix. That's <laughs> who lived in your neighborhood. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I had to go all the way to Shoreline to meet Phoenix, though. Um, but uh, we we did a we did a series called Organized Chaos. We did two of them where we plucked high school rappers mm. and created a battle, kind of like you know we wow. had we had high school uh, basketball games, track yeah. meets, football games, wrestlings, and stuff like that. We wanted to create a venue for rappers, so we had high school representatives from every area, not every area, but most areas, and we had a tournament for MCs. There was about, I would say a total of about 12 high schools represented the first time. Nice. Where did you do 10. this? We did this all in, a, in an awesome spot called Harambe in Renton, mm. and uh, they, they catapulted us and started and just supported us from the time. Uh, when, we, when we put it out there, we, we were just kind of thinking about how we wanted to do this, so we pretty much went to every high school and collected the, the rappers. Um, and then he said, I know a guy named Tony Revisto. Mm. And I'm like, who's this guy named Tony Revisto? <laughs> the guy named Tony Revisto meets with us. He's like, yeah, 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 sounds good. Anyways, peace out. Call me, <laughs> call me if you guys do this. He didn't realize how serious we were. And so <laughs> we were putting on this, o- uh, uh, this organized chaos, and Harambe said, look, sounds like you guys are going to do something incredible. Here's what we want to help out with. We want to come up with the prizes. So like, all right, cool. Thought we were gonna give it like fifty dollars, seventy five dollars, whatever. He said we want to give you guys the prize for the winner a uh, a Mac, what? a microphone, oh a monitor, what? recording, oh, man, product, so wait, everything. So the winner <laughs> that of that got them all. What did he do or she do? Uh, Who was it? it? Do you remember? Oh my goodness, I don't even. remember. I mean, they must have just. 
lost their mind. Yeah, they they probably did. And Wait. and then Harambe just said, "Here you go. Go ahead and do your thing." And like they they supported us and we were like, "All right, let's really make it happen." And that really wow. kind of drove us came back and then Tony's like, "Wow." You guys are kind of serious about this, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, you better get on or get out. This is the real no, deal. No, we didn't say that. But uh, he's like, let, <laughs> let, let me roll. So we rolled. The three of us started doing this uh, open mic, and then we did it again the next year. And so do you remember what year that was? Was that? First one to 05, the next one was 06. And then um, we just realized the three of us collectively, with tons of help from other folks that are around, um, kind of just had great chemistry and putting on events and doing things within the community. We just all shared the same heart, right? And we all have talents that um, that uh, worked well amongst with with each other. Um, and uh, from there, we started doing these things, and we're like collectively, what do we want to like do? What is our group? What yeah. is what are we doing? Came up with the concept of cultivate because that's what we wanted to do. Like a farmer, he cultivates the land, right? Yeah. We were doing it for the purpose of advertising these shows that we were doing that were bringing out like 700 people and then we realized there's something special to these open mics like people are just getting put on and people find um people are just are are just finding themselves here especially those who just started and some there's tons of people that came to our open mic now that are doing incredible stuff musically and with their gifts and then from there we wanted to do something bigger with the open mic and we just said let's just do these summer open mics outdoors and then we started taking it out to white center um coolest thing that could ever happen it's man. the that most so awesome. awesome night of the summer <laughs> thank you guys Definitely. yeah thank you guys so we started taking it outdoors and there's a lot of uh, like you said there's a lot of talent that comes out of uh that especially for the open mics that happen in Greenbridge, there's a lot of hidden talent out, out there that's overlooked, and that they get to come out there and show what they have, even if they don't, they don't feel that it's that it's adequate enough. They go out there and they get the support of a whole community that they probably don't even know. So it's a beautiful thing. Can I ask you a question, Frank? Yes, you Sorry, can. I know I'm the I'm the podcast guy. <laughs> uh, so when you first step on the stage at Cultivate, yeah, like what did that do for you? Well, I mean, my first time was that actually at the Harambe. Harambe uh, at one? The, Harambe the monthly one. ones, right? Yeah, the monthly ones. And, uh, and uh, I think, <laughs> I think, I think uh, Phoenix was the one who asked me to come up. Or actually, no, it wasn't Phoenix. We were, he had a, a re- the remix group that they had here. Uh, they took him there for uh, one, of the, one of their remixes, remix nights. And uh, I just happened to have my ukulele there. And uh, it, it and it just felt good, you know. Like uh, I've always had a passion for singing and being a vocalist, and uh, you know, and just you know, just adapting to any stage that I can. So stepping up there for a first time in front of familiar faces and unfamiliar faces, uh, it was definitely nervous. Uh, you know, you can definitely hear yourself stumble within the mic and everything, but it was just a great experience, and I had fun. You know, at the end of the day, it was just a fun time, and. Uh, and, and then you stepped good. out and you did the white center one also. Yeah, that one was that, that one was good. That felt uh that that was good just because it was hot outside mm-hmm. and uh you know I didn't have to wear my jacket, I wore my fedora and everybody kept on telling me that I looked like Joseph. <laughs> Joseph Lepai. <laughs> 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 this was like, well, I mean, Average Joe. Yeah, exactly. Average Joe, yes yeah. indeed. But uh no, that one that one was really good. And I remember it it was last minute I came up to you guys and you guys were calling me like Luther Vandross before before you guys put me up on the mic and I just happened to uh uh give you guys a Luther Vandross CD because I was doing the cover mm-hmm. of one of the songs. Forgot what was it? I remember uh, which one was it? Um uh you know yeah, I think don't it was you re- 
Don't you remember you told me you love me, baby? Check it out. This guy just went there. Awesome. You want to sing it now? <laughs> the um, the the intro to the song was 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 extremely long. So oh, I, had I do to, remember that. And I had to make up this this story about this lady going to Starbucks in the. In, in the <laughs> <laughs> so that was made up. <laughs> that was made, that was made up. I, I, I was big enough, and oh, I did that. You told us the secrets, yeah, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> to an amazing yeah, performance. That was, real. That, that was fun. All right, I'm gonna but. start making up stuff now. <laughs> I get on stage that was incredible performance. Thank you, yeah. thank you. No, great time though, man. Well, I think, um, I think, I think that's it. That's our Except, topic. I'd love to hear if you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom for me and Frank and Zach, our producer. Um, in regards to the the, the drop kick, mm-hmm. the you, drop you're kick. The very first person, man. Man, <laughs> say it. Tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I would say this: you guys got, you are pioneering something that's not done here yet, and I think you should enjoy the ride, but understand the the impact that you have an opportunity of given, and this is amazing. Just uh, just the fact that you're gonna record people that not just. You're gonna record people that's in this neighborhood that other people get to learn from, or not even learn, but just get to get to know. And you're gonna get to paint a picture of wow. this this community. Uh, you get to be such a catalyst, and you, this is you, Pat <laughs> and Frank. You're being groomed, man. <laughs> you might take over one day and just be the it. mayor. I learned from the best. The mayor right here is right here. She might say, "All right, I endorse this next candidate, Frank Johnson." <laughs> so, but this is this is all you, Pat. Like your 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 gift is to leverage people's talent and allow for them to grow. I uh, I wrote on your Twitter feed once. <laughs> yes, Foundation. Yeah. They don't just empower kids. You or they don't empower people. They empower people that empower people that empower other people. I loved people. that tweet, by the way. I'm going to have to and go like back that, and retweet. That, there's very little, very little people, places that can do that, that. You know, there's a lot of folks that just empower people. Mm-hmm. Again, y'all, we just had Kim Nong Sang here on the Dropkick. Uh, make sure you look out uh, for his closing line, That's Filthy. If you're ever up in, where's the official vintage? Official vintage is in Broadway. Um, I think it's on 12th in Broadway, I believe. Yep, if you're around that town, go ahead, check them out. And also, they got their website. I'm sorry, it's Pike and Broadway. Pike and Broadway. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if you got their website, check them out at, uh, go ahead, say that uh, website one more time. So it's datsfilthy.com with a D, uh, no apostrophe S or anything, D A T S, filthy, F I L T H Y.com. You can find us online there. Ooh, awesome. Thanks, Kim Nong. All right, guys, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.